Good everyone, welcome to That Niku Mum, a podcast where we share the stories of New Zealand parents who have had a baby in a neonatal unit across the country. My name is Shan and I am your host. I am mum of three boys, ex-32-weeker twins, Bo and Luca, who were born back in 2020, and our full-term singleton Angus, who was one um, in August, just been. So I started this podcast because... I, I don't know about you, but I love me a good uh, birth story. Um, podcast or not, I love birth stories. Um, and I sub- actually submitted my uh, story with the twins to a well-known New Zealand podcast that shares birth stories. Um, and I never heard back about sharing my story on there how many times can I say story um but I thought you know my story was different enough that it probably warranted being heard and then across the years when I've met people um and you know known people that have also had NICU journeys um I kind of realized that it was important that every story within a unit should be heard because they are actually very different and they all deserve to be heard in their own right. Um, so I did a little bit of research and there was a gap in the New Zealand market for NICU stories and here we are. We This is our 36th episode, not including a few uh, bonus episodes. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for being here with us. I I'm really hoping that you guys are enjoying listening as much as I'm loving creating. It's just me in my bedroom with my laptop and my microphone and my AirPods. So nothing fancy. I'm hoping that I'm producing content that you guys are enjoying. Um, And yeah, anyway, today we're speaking with Leonie, whose uh, baby was born at 34 weeks after she had been in the hospital antenatally, so while she was pregnant for four weeks due to um, preeclampsia, and she also had valamentous cord insertion. So I'm not actually 100% sure what that is, but I'm sure she will tell us. Uh, so yeah, 34 weeks and three days via C-section. Um, they spent three and a half weeks in Skaboo, and baby had uh, low weight and trouble feeding, which we all know is very, very common in our wee premies that the feeding is always what <laughs> seems to trip us up. Uh, but yeah, I will let her share her story and tell us what the mentor's corner session is. And yeah, let's get into it. My name's Leonie and I live in Taranga with my partner Grant and our one-year-old son Quinn. Um, we had been trying for a baby for a while. Um, but I have polycystic ovary syndrome um, and my mm-hmm. cycles were basically non-existent. I um, yeah, had four to six weeks of constant bleeding and it just wouldn't stop. So mm-hmm. I was trying really hard to get that sorted before we even, you know, tried anything else. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then I eventually found this um, supplement called myo-inositol. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but that was a game changer for me. And I ended up seeing my doctor and she gave me some fertility medication called letrozole. Um, 
Is the other um, supplement like specifically for um, not, PCOS? Yeah, not specifically, but it can be used for other things, I think. But um, mainly people with polycystic ovaries right. have had good, um, you know, outcomes yeah. from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just re- regulated my cycle and allowed me to, you know, get all that up to speed. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then I ended up using letrozole, um, and I actually tripled the dose, which is probably not great, but <laughs> I was over <laughs> it, and um, I was ready for a baby. <laughs> I mean, you're, it's your body, right? You gotta, you're the one yeah. that's going to have so, the repercussions. Um, and funny enough, the first time I did that, we ended up pregnant. Um, so, you know, go <laughs> figure. Um, did you yeah, tell your doctor? Did. She's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, so, um, that was great. And, but then that was very short lived and we ended up, um, having a chemical, uh, miscarriage. It was very early. Um, so that was really hard, but because, you know, you, I had, um, I had one of those as well in between the twins and Angus and it's hard, right? Because like, you're not, yeah, but you still feel like you are and get so excited. You get those. Mm, Yeah. Especially as soon as you see the two lines, you get attached. Um, Yeah, so that was, I was so knocked down by that. But after knowing that we could actually get pregnant, it was like you kind of got a shimmer of confidence to give another go. Um, Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, we'll just try again next cycle. And um, yeah, tripled the dose again. And away we went. And this time we, um, (laughs) yeah, fell pregnant again with our son, Quinn. So, yeah. so you got the pregnant month after, the month yeah, after so your was, miscarriage? Um, yeah, like wow, two and a half cool. years of, you know, waiting for this to happen. Yeah, And yeah, yeah I guess it was just supposed to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. How was your um, pregnancy? The whole pregnancy was really good, um, right up until 29 weeks. I was, But I was so anxious um, for the first three months of our pregnancy because, you know, when you lose one babe so early, it's in the back of your mind so I was not really yeah, like yeah. in it you know it was like well is it still gonna be there the next day it's still gonna mm. be there um but yeah once I found yeah. out that we were having a boy it, it really started to sink in um and I just felt really well throughout and everything was ticking along so nicely I was like are you sure are you sure that I'm pregnant <laughs> um yeah <laughs> the only thing I really felt like you know some bad meat smells was probably the only thing that I really hated but other than that, um, yeah, was yeah. really lucky. So you didn't have any yeah. issues, um, yeah, no, no morning did you? Nothing like did that. Did you have any issues? No, it was it? all. Did you have any talks with your doctor or midwife or whoever was doing your care about, um, you know, potential issues um, that could have come we up? Kind of, were just like rolling with it because they're, um my HCG was so high straight away. So they were kind of like, okay, we're good, you know? And then, um, yeah, yeah, and I didn't really have any other health issues. So I was kind of like, okay, well, you know, first three months all good. Then yeah, we'll just wait and see what happens. Yeah. But, and yeah. Um, yeah, I was fine, <laughs> which was really lucky and unusual. You know, I was waiting for something to happen, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, waiting yeah. for the shooter to drop um, eh? Sorry, yeah, that was 
that was great. But then what happened when you got to... Um, I was 29 about, weeks, weeks and I had a routine midwife appointment and I just went in and I was feeling fine, absolutely fine. Um, and, you know, and they make you go and wee on the little stick and come back and, um, and they mm-hmm. said that was really high. The level was so high on there and then they... I don't know about you, but every time I did that, I like looked at it. I know. And I, was like, I, I kept I was forgetting every at. time. I was like, is this okay? Um, and so that time I was like, yeah. is this still okay? And they're like, oh, no. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, then they took my blood pressure and that was really, really high. It was about um, 170 over 95, um, which is Gosh. not the highest it got to, but that was high for – you know, right then and there. Um, and yeah. had you had you had any um, discussions prior to this about obviously preeclampsia? Like, have there yeah, been any so they kind of um, red flags. No red flags. They had? definitely did like touch on it. My midwife was really great, and she, you know, talked about all the possibilities of what could happen. Um, obviously, going through like the diabetic testing and things like that and passing that we talked about all that sort of stuff um so I knew it could be a possibility yeah. like for anyone but I didn't really think about it being a possibility for me um yeah but you went into it when you did have these symptoms did you go into it feeling like yeah well yeah for sure I kind of was like okay well I know if I get high blood pressure or you know protein in my urine something's up you know um so mm. yeah, I definitely found like I was like, okay, <laughs> let's sort this out. But um, after that, they just sent me straight yeah. to the hospital. Um, there was no time. They mm-hmm. were like, you need to get there now. Um, yeah, so I had a fill-in midwife for that appointment. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just go. Um, and then I was monitor- yeah. monitored for that afternoon. Um, and then they made me stay overnight and I got to enjoy the soggy wheat bix and the dry toast um it's almost the dry cold um yeah then my (laughs) midwife came around in the morning to see me before the doctor's rounds um and all I remember from her chat was her saying "Han, you're you're gonna be in here until you have your baby you won't be going home so I I go Mm. from like you Mm. know at work that Monday to my midwife appointment to the hospital to not going anywhere and having to finish work just Mm. like that um yeah yeah they said I had like a stroke level um blood pressure and um my protein in my urine was 339 it's meant to sit around 30 oh my god Had yeah. you felt fine in yourself, nothing, but you hadn't had any of the nothing, dizziness none of or the anything? symptoms, wow. no and swelling, nothing, you know, nothing that could be like, okay, you've got high blood pressure or, you know, there's something going on with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, had absolutely no Crazy. idea. And I was like, nah, fine. You know, you go there and you're like, I'll be going home that night. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah I'll like, be I'll right. just give me some medicine. Um. Yeah, so that was real, real shocking, and I, it's still like so prominent in my mind. Like a year yeah. on, like you're staying here until you have your baby. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, she was right, and I spent the next five weeks in hospital, just waiting, um, waiting it out. I was only allowed out for a few hours at a time, maybe once or twice per week if I was lucky. Um, so I was just sat in mm-hmm. the hospital ward in the um, antenatal side so I watched 
all these mums come in and go and have their babies and go home while I was just waiting for yeah um yeah waiting for the next thing to happen um to happen yeah yeah they were doing like constant blood pressure checks every three to four hours and I got put on a whole lot of medication to try and control the unhinged blood pressure that I had um yeah it was Mm -hmm. so annoying because I I felt absolutely fine the whole time uh yeah like there was nothing no yeah it's it's tough eh? like you're sitting in hospital feeling yeah. There's nothing wrong. Like, you know yeah. there is. Yeah, you can like, obviously I'm listening to them, but it's like, well, I feel fine. I could be at home. <laughs> um, yeah, I had, like, no swelling, yeah. no pain. Yeah. Um, yeah, just that, that sucked. But I just wanted to be at home, like, nesting, you know? Like, I didn't – it was early, so I wasn't prepared yeah. to um, have a baby, you know? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. And you get those, like, even though you were in there for, what, yeah. five weeks until you had Quinn, those are five weeks that you didn't yeah. get of your pregnancy exactly. to, like, enjoy it. Looking at four walls. Um, yeah, yeah, so that that was hard. But, um, yeah, not getting to do all the things that you look forward to. Like, I didn't get to go to um, mm. antenatal classes because I went into hospital just before we started those. Um and I had to cancel my baby shower like the day of. Um, no, no, they wouldn't I, let you um, out for it. Like everything was fine. Like a couple of days before that, I went out, you know, for a couple of hours. And then the next day, it was like my baby shower. And I was like, surely I'd ordered all the food, everything like that. And mm-hmm. no, when it came to the day, and they're like, oh, sorry, your blood pressure's high again. We can't let you go. So. <laughs> Yeah, Got first it. baby. So, you know, I was like, yes, I get to have yeah, a baby shower. Yeah, first baby. You waited so like, long oh, for I just it. just wanted to hang out with my friends after being in hospital for a little while. I was like, just yeah, want to celebrate yeah. Quinn. Um, was this during, um, like, high COVID time? So were you allowed um, to It was, like, just coming out of that, you know, the hospitals were just loosening up. So we were allowed, like, um, right. you know, two visitors at once. Um and then I think it was yeah. like a week to go, like before I had Quinn, and they were like, "Oh, you can have as many visitors as you like now." I'm like, "Cool, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know." Um, yeah. But yeah, my friends came in and saw me and brought me a cake and things like that, so it was still nice. But um, yeah, mm. not to escape. <laughs> um, yeah, no. we just spent a lot of time um, there over the first week, um, not knowing whether we were going to move to Waikato Hospital. Um, because they say before 32 mm-hmm. weeks, if your baby comes in, in Taranga, then you get moved to Waikato Spoo or Niku so that they've got better, you know, better equipped um, there. And yeah. so I was waiting every day. I'd get a different answer whether we were going to be moved or not. Um, they just said if I was on mm. more than three medications before 32 weeks, then I would be moved over there. Um and so literally every day I was waiting for my blood pressure to be high and then to be like, okay, we're giving you a third medication um, just to be moved. Yeah. But I managed to be all right until um, 31 plus five. And I was like, surely, surely they won't move me now. And then so I had, um, yeah, my blood no. pressure kind of skyrocketed a little bit then. And I was like, come on, it's not that far from 32 weeks. Like, surely you won't No, move we're two me. days. So two I days can't imagine way. moving now. Like, everybody is here in Taonga. 
Um, And so, like, they went away in disgust and then um, came back and they were, like, preparing me for a possible move. And I'm like, no, I'm not going. Um, Yeah, and thankfully (laughs) they decided to keep us in Tauranga. So I was very thankful for that. Um, Yeah, my blood pressure was still high, but they um, just tried me on some different medication and that was um, able to keep it like that. Um, for the next little while, mm-hmm. uh, we had, and then you obviously, yeah, I held on like that for like uh, until he was thirty-four plus three weeks. Um, we were trying to get to thirty-seven, mm-hmm. but my blood pressure was just going up and up and up, and yeah, it was like it was just getting really bad, and my feet starting to swell. Um, yeah. So obviously, my body was just not coping. Um, I ended up getting like blood noses mm. and I wasn't sure whether it was just from being in hospital or like, you know, more my body was going through. Um, yeah. 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 So that was awful. But then they were like, okay, well, we'll wait, well, you know, you'll be okay over the weekend. And then um, we'll, you know, book in a C-section then um, because my blood pressure was too high. They wouldn't allow me to, you know, be induced or anything like that. So it was straight for a planned, yeah, um, I yeah. guess, emergency C-section, um, you know, to get him out. So I was waiting. Had they kind of, had they kind of um, floated the idea of a C-section? Yes, yeah. So I, we had discussed and, you know, it was like, if I get to 37 weeks, then we'll get induced. But anything earlier, probably safest to be C-section. Um, because he... Yeah. was already small being so early um and yeah so I was prepared for that you know I was like okay well whatever got to come Good, safely yeah. so um that's the main thing yeah yeah and yeah then like, I was prepared to wait over the weekend and then on the Friday a doctor came around and did the rounds and he said um waiting over the weekend won't make a difference so um, he booked me in for a C-section that day and I was third on the list. So literally Grant walked in like two minutes before the doctors came around and they were like, hi, you're going to have your baby today. <laughs> so I think it was at like eight o'clock or something like 8.30 and then um, they came yeah. back and they're like, yep, all booked in. And this was at 10.30 and this, like I was wheeled, well, walked down to surgery at like 11 and he was born at 11.30. So like well, eleven thirty four, so it just happened wow. like that. But quite, yeah. quite quick. But then I suppose it's also been culminating over so ten weeks, so not like, really I was, quick. I was done. I was about to say, yeah. "Come on, let's just get him out." <laughs> but yeah, and you know, it's about you as well. Like obviously, yeah. it's your house that's yeah. kind of in jeopardy, isn't it? Yeah. And well, I was on so many medications. Sure, three years to get um, the baby out. Yeah, things like that. They were just keep trying to give me different medications um to know to control it um so that was yeah I was done Mm. I was ready for the next challenge even though I knew it was going to be different and hard I was like come on to make it to make it to 34 and a half weeks though when you get diagnosed at 29 weeks was yeah it was intense (laughs) but um yeah I'm so glad we got there because it just gave them that little bit more time you know to grow and yeah, yeah, and you'd obviously had three the rounds of steroids and everything. Um, to it at the beginning and then one Good. couple of days before he was born. So I think that really helped. And how was yeah, the it? Yeah, it was, 
I mean, it was really quick. I felt like I was um, had because I had a spinal, and I just remember laying down, and then um, I was like, "Have you started?" And they're like, "Yeah, he's almost here." Um, and <laughs> so yeah, then I heard him cry. He like came out and he was crying, and they whisked him away. Um, I didn't actually get to see him. Um, Oh. Yeah. So they, yeah, whisked him away. He was born at uh, 1997 grams. Um, but yeah, I was like, Grant, you need to go with him and be with him in Skibu. So I was just like, they took him and he came mm. out. Um, okay, you know, he was breathing. They said he's not, doesn't need to be resuscitated or anything like that. So he was okay. <laughs> Um, and just yeah, little, yeah. and then they went off to the skibu, and I was getting so back together, <laughs> and I was taken to recovery. I felt so empty when I went to recovery, like the weirdest feeling, having my baby out of my stomach and then wheeled away from me. Like, um, okay, yeah, what, what yeah. now? But yeah, you're not you're not pregnant, it's but your baby's pregnant. not there either. It's um, bizarre. Yeah, that was that was hard, but um, yeah, in, in the recovery, I was put on um, mag sulfate um, and tramadol, mm-hmm. and I instantly felt so nauseous. I actually started vomiting like basically five minutes after I got there from um, the IV of that, and it hurt so bad, like it was awful. Um, yeah, I can you know, imagine. even though you've still got the spinal. Like trying to vomit after you've yeah. just been like cut open was terrible. Yeah, um, I remember the surgeon coming around being like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not." No. Um, so yeah, they gave me some anti-nausea meds, and I that worked to treat. I was okay after that, but um, yeah, the mag yeah. really took it out of me. Um, it's not a nice combination, but that was to stop me from mm-hmm. having seizures. Um, if I was going to go down that mm-hmm. route because preeclampsia can get worse after you have your baby sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily I was okay. I didn't have any of that happen and uh, my blood pressure just started to settle over the next, you know, couple of days. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was laid up in bed with a fentanyl pump and lead compression machines and a catheter. And I was just waiting to see Quinn. I was, um, yeah, he was born at 11.34 and I didn't actually get to see him until 9 p.m. Um, hmm. They had to monitor me for a while, you know, just to make sure that I was okay. But, um, yeah, that, that was hard to wait that time. Um, yeah, so he was going was in and out between me and Quinn um yeah yeah so that was nice I still got to see photos and videos and hear what he was like um yeah I eventually got wheeled down um at about 9 p.m and he was attached to CPAP and a heating pad um but yeah I couldn't last I didn't you know it didn't last long in Skaboo because it was so hard to be there um I could hardly keep my eyes open from the yeah. drugs and Magnesium sulfate was just way. Yeah, like, it's been a hard day. You've just had a baby, like, as and well. so overwhelming <laughs> seeing um, this little baby yeah, that's mine. Yeah. 
um, attached to so many things and he's just here, you know, like all of a sudden he's here, been waiting for so long yeah. and now he's here. <laughs> While you were um, an inpatient, had you been to see Skibu or had anyone from Skibu come and like spoken to you and kind of told you what yeah, to so expect? Yeah, so my midwife actually took me down probably about um, 31 weeks, you know, just before. Um and yeah, showed me around Skibu and introduced me to the nurses and things like that because they knew that we would end up here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was really nice yeah. to see, you know, others in that space and kind of be aware of what was going to be what it was going to be like. Um, it still doesn't like sink in mm. until you're there yourself. No, but it does. It it takes that Shock. you know. Yeah abrasiveness yeah, so away right you yeah. know when I went in there there was like three sets of twins yeah. and so it was it was busy <laughs> yeah always twins. of course yeah <laughs> they're always filled with bloody twins um so yeah it was busy but it it looked comforting you know it was like okay well I can do this yeah um yeah yeah Grant was um yeah with him for that evening and then he was able to actually stay in the hospital with me um, they said that I was in my no fit state Good. to be alone. I was so out of it. Like he said, he's never seen me like that before. Obviously, all the medications and things like that. Yeah, just a mix of all the meds. Wasn't a very caution, good Adrenaline's wearing um, off. So no. yeah, that was nice that he got to stay um, after being away. You know, like apart for five weeks. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, the next morning it was so nice because Quinn and I got to have our first cuddle. Um, we had all like the wires and the tubes still attached, so it was pretty intense to mm-hmm. hold yeah. this tiny yeah. little baby. Um, I was so still so out of it, you know, for the first three days of his life, so it was kind of felt surreal. Um, such a shock, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but how yeah, was he? he was, like, other than yeah, the he fact was, that he, he was, was small. small, but he was so good. Yeah, like they were um, really amazed at how he was doing. He <coughs> was um, thriving, actually. He needed a little bit of blue light therapy for half a day, and then he was on CPAP. Um, but off that, after his second day of life, um, and just needed a bit of warmth, then moved into an open-ear cot on his fourth day. Um, mm-hmm. And was just classed as feeding and growing and was given caffeine over those next days. Yeah, yeah. so he was... Yeah. Yeah. Did, you, did you have plans yeah, to so breastfeed? I was definitely keen to breastfeed. Um, yeah, they actually, the morning after Quinn was born, they actually wheeled me a breast pump in. And they're like, here you go. And just like left. Yeah, they all, How do you, they like, always do that, and then just like, and then they come back like an hour later, yeah. and they're like, "So, what did you get?" And you're like, "Why well, don't? Yeah. I don't know how to turn like, this thing I've on." I've never like, seen a breast pump in my life. Like, what do I do with this thing? <laughs> and then my partner's just sitting there, like, "What? What is this? Where do you put this?" Because <laughs> um, you know, we hadn't even gone down that route because I just didn't even think of it. Even though I was waiting in hospital, I wasn't like prepared to be no. like, I'm going to research breast pumps, you know? No, well, that's kind of the last thing that you think of anyway, right? You just, it doesn't even cross your mind that you're going to have to work out how to feed the baby. Okay. 
yeah you know you just um, yeah yeah you know. so I actually asked him to come and help me because I was like I've got no idea and I'm sore and out of it and I don't know what's going on so thankfully someone did come eventually and teach us how to use the breast pump and thankfully it my supply was actually already there like the next day um so I was very lucky mm-hmm. with that it kind of just flowed and it was we we're both like what is this coming out of my body <laughs> um, yeah. it's weird eh? like and yeah. it's like bright yellow how, how do you go from like one minute not having anything to all of a sudden having breast milk um, i know because so, if you're breastfeeding no. it you don't notice the, like you never notice how much there is yeah. or the color of it or anything because you never see it but like, it's just like there and i was like bizarre. okay this is like intense but all right um so that was lucky because he he wasn't obviously having a lot at that stage but it was meant that I could um you know start a supply and in the freezer and things like that um so yeah and then after next couple of days we tried to do um breastfeeds but he was still really small and you know tired trying um so we used a breast shield and things like that to just try and get him to latch it all um and he did have little sucks and things Mm -hmm. like that but he would just fall asleep he was just too too tired and he was so demanding like he wanted it right then you know he was hungry and ready for his food so it was like if it didn't flow out right then and there he was mad (laughs) Um, (laughs) did he ever grow out of that not he was it's exactly (laughs) like you know you could tell what he was going to be like from the minute he was born I was like okay I know who you are now. Um, Yeah. So we did eventually um, try and breastfeed, but it, you know, it took us a long time because he was so little and he just was, um, just wanted to, you know, feed right then and there. So I just kept um, feeding through the tube and trying breastfeeding and things like that. yeah, we had a lot of like uh, what do you call them lactation consultants and all the school nurses trying to um, help. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of didn't work, you know. I think I was getting over it, and he was getting over it, and I was just ready to try a bottle. Um, but they mm-hmm. do make you try breastfeeding for a long time before we can even introduce a bottle at all. Um, yeah, yeah, which sucks because what if you yeah. wanted to introduce a bottle said, from I the want beginning to be in a bottle because that it's just what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to have like it yeah. would be both. Like which I mean, it would fair. be great if it was both. It'd be so handy. Um, so it's like I'm not, mm. you know, mm. upset if he wants a bottle. Um, but yeah, I had to try for like a mm. good two and a half weeks while um, yeah, we were in there and. Yeah, then eventually we got to try a bottle, like maybe two and a half weeks. To, just after two and a half weeks, we were able to try a bottle, and he smashed it, like mm-hmm. smashed the whole thing. Of course. I was like, okay, cool, well, <laughs> let's just go with that. Um, and because yeah. I wasn't um, – when I got discharged from hospital, it was like five days after – he was born and I was just so ready to go, um, you know, walking up and down the corridor every every morning, going to Skaboo and then going back to your room to get blood pressure checks and things like that. 
it's like okay I'm done now yeah um yeah. so yeah the fifth day I was like okay you're gonna discharge me I'm going home um yeah I was mentally drained and so ready to go home um yeah, yeah. I got to discharge about 5 p.m and then I just went straight to square and that's where I lived but well not really I um yeah, I didn't want to leave Quinn there alone overnight for like my first night out of hospital, but I was so exhausted and just ready to go home after, you know. Yeah, and like yeah. You, you've just had major surgery. You've just you, had a baby. Like you yeah. also need yeah. to look after yourself. That was such a sure hard, you're okay. you know, you're so torn in both ways. You know, you want to go home and have a rest, and but you don't want to leave a baby. So I was so lucky mm-hmm. that... I had such lovely yeah, yeah. nurses in Skaboo and like I trusted them 100% so they encouraged me to go home and that was good and um, it was so strange you know being at home but without the baby. <laughs> um, I actually called Skaboo yeah. at 2am just to check in I was like is everything okay do you need me? Um, <laughs> yeah I definitely did that. Yeah, well. yeah that's what I was doing I was like mm. <laughs> and they're like they're asleep and I'm yeah. like, yeah, but what are they doing? Are they crawling? No. <laughs> I would be missing this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was going to room in. Like, I was like, nope, I can't be away from him. Um, but they only had the cubicles available. There wasn't any, like, Mothercraft rooms free. Um, it was yeah. just all full. It's okay, well, I can, you know, sleep on a cubicle. I've slept in a hospital bed for five weeks. What's another couple of weeks going to do? Um, but I actually packed all my bags yeah. and then I got there and I was just like so overwhelmed and um worked up, you know, I was like, I actually can't. Um mm. so yeah, yeah, I had a good chat to the nurses and I just said like I will go home each night until he was almost ready to come home because I was just I needed it for my mental health. Um mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I still am like, how did I leave him there? Like, I cried every single time I left him. Yeah. And Grant basically had to drag me away every time. Yeah. But it's like, I physically can't stay in hospital. You know, now that I know I can go home, it was like, yeah, I yeah. have to go home. Um, yeah. Even I felt that way and I, I hadn't spent yeah. five weeks in there prior to the twins birth and I still hated being yeah. like stuck in there so yeah. I can only imagine how you felt yeah. after and all I that just time having like PTSD of all the beepings like you know from the antenatal ward and then into Skaboo it was like okay no yeah. that's enough um yeah nah. you never get a full night's yeah. sleep because there's always a nurse coming so in I just spent every day with them from like 7am till 10pm and then back again the next day so you know I was still there but it just was hard leaving him overnight, you know. It's like when you're walking down, yeah. going to the elevator, walking back to your car, it's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but he was in great hands, so mm. that made it easy or easier. <laughs> um, and how was it when he finally got to be discharged? Yeah, so that was great. We They literally gave him that bottle that night. Um, after trying it for the first time and he drank a bottle the whole night no top-up feeds no tube feeds nothing and he actually pulled his tube out in the middle of the night and they didn't put it back in um, <laughs> and 
yeah yeah I'm ready, like, I'm ready. Let's go. so then I got there the next day and like okay you can room in today and I was like sweet yeah I'm gonna room in I'm like you might have to room in for two days um I was like yeah whatever like I know there's like a goal inside you know if you've got two days it's like all right that's fine yeah yeah um but then they actually said oh just room in one night and then the next day we went home so I um, yeah just roomed in and I was like you can do this you can do this and I didn't sleep much that night but I knew the next day I would be you know home um so you kind of just do it yeah um everything happened for you very quickly didn't it like you just went to a midwife appointment and yeah. all of a sudden you're in hospital and then you yeah. see the doctor it and all of a sudden like... the baby's born and then you go to room yeah. in and all it of a sudden just... you're at home yeah. bam 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 thank you ma'am like here's your baby um <laughs> Yeah, so that was basically us. We, um, yeah, who was actually, so I spent five weeks in Antonado and then we spent three and a half weeks in Skaboo. And then he was mm-hmm. um, 38 weeks when we went home. So, um, yeah, it was it was crazy to think that he, you know, in real life, he probably maybe wouldn't even be born. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. At that stage, but yeah, he was healthy when we went home. He was, you know, um, and perfect. Like there was no, I was very lucky. I didn't have any ongoing issues. Um, yeah, yeah, they signed us all off for everything. The only thing he really had was um, an undescended testicle. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was being monitored, and he actually didn't have a fontanelle. Um, it had already closed over, so oh. um, which was interesting because I've seen a lot of you know fontanelles and things like that. But yeah, he didn't actually have his one. His one had already yeah. closed, and so they're a little bit worried, obviously, because that's oh. you know how the brain will grow. Um, so that was the only yeah. two, real two yeah. things that he um, needed to be monitored for. Um, but again, those could have had nothing exactly. to do with his prematurity or how unwell life. could have been. Yeah. 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 So he, yeah. he actually came out pretty unscathed, um, which I was so thankful for. In the end, um, my midwife was telling me about my placenta and they said it was actually a valamentous cord insertion. I um, don't know if you've heard much about that, mm-hmm. but um, – they basically said no. that if we had tried to induce you, it could have been a risk of bleeding out. So um, it's like you kind of think back, like, thankfully everything happened the way it did because otherwise it could have been much worse. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So life's just crazy the way it happens. And yeah. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's, he's so well good. Now. He is. Um, just turned one in October and walking, crawling, you know, into everything, mm-hmm. climbing, pulling my hair out. Yeah, he's an intense little boy <laughs> who's, um, yeah, hasn't let his, you know, early start to life hold him back. Um, yeah, Good. to me, you wouldn't know. Yeah. I will be honest with you, boys don't grow out of yeah I know everyone keeps telling me that I'm holding on to the fact that it might Um, I'm hoping um, that four is really good because three is not well one's not that great either (laughs) you're right for you yeah let's be real it's none of it's great right (laughs) it's all intense I think that's the one word that can sum them up is intense um 
Yeah, yes. but I wouldn't change it. And if you guys, if you guys decide to have another baby, have they talked to you about um, what you'll have to do while you're pregnant to kind yeah, of prevent yeah. pregnancy so we've again? Gone down that path, maybe, maybe not. Um, but yeah, they just said it would have to. As soon as you know you're pregnant, then we have to discuss like medications, maybe some aspirin. Um, but yeah, they're gonna. Yeah obviously cross that bridge when we come to it but definitely have to have a midwife from yeah you know basically my midwife said as soon as you think you're going to start trying then you know you need to be in contact with me um just so because it happened so quickly and it was so intense without me knowing yeah I like it yeah you just don't know what's going to happen next time like they say to me oh yeah maybe it won't happen again you know people say oh it shouldn't happen like twice um but you just don't know like it could mm. obviously I've heard of some people where yeah. it's happened before yeah I think the um the main thing right is that you treat it yes like preventatively yeah, yeah. not when it so, starts so you can kind of ha- try and avoid it so at least you've got that preparation under your belt if you do decide to yes I was very lucky to, to have um, a great midwife you know who supported me throughout so um, yeah. and I had a really great experience in hospital and you know with all supportive um, yeah. nurses and things like that when we we're actually on the internet award they the midwives there actually introduced me to two other girls that were there um, they were actually going through exactly the same thing um, so they both had pregnancy and they'd mm-hmm. both been there before me um, for like you know a couple of weeks and then they had just had their baby two weeks before me so they were in the same amount of time saying right. everything they both all felt fine and yeah so we were literally going through the exact same thing um so it was really nice to have them and not to feel alone while you're in there either yeah it's good eh, to find people yep. you know that understand yep the unit but then to find someone that's in the exact same situation that can actually understand yeah. everything because it's so hard to talk to people who haven't been fantastic. through it but they don't understand you know they don't get it as much as people who have been through exactly the same thing no um so i was yeah. really lucky to meet yeah, them 100%. and we're still really good friends now so um very pleased yeah good yeah yeah oh well thank you so much for chatting with me and for sharing your story i'm so glad that everything went well and that you yeah, guys are all good yeah. now so um crazy little adventure but we're here and yeah i wouldn't have it any yeah. other way yeah it's always yeah. how it ends up eh? like and, and in the scheme yeah. of things it's a I, when i was writing my notes down i was like oh my goodness we went through this and now you know you wouldn't even if you didn't write and talk about it you would so forget everything that you went through that was Leona's story with Quinn um they obviously had quite a long road well she had quite a long road you think eight and a half weeks in hospital is a long long time um but they're both doing really well now and yeah hopefully if they do decide to have another baby they will be able to avoid that so she gets to experience everything she missed out on with Quinn because it sucks when you don't get to do that stuff and especially they went through a lot to get pregnant so she was I would say probably looking forward to a lot of those things baby showers maternity photos enjoying those last weeks of nesting and it was taken from her but at the end of the day we have to remember 
this sounds so cliche that you know it's important that your baby is here and healthy but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's shit <laughs> and it sucks um but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. The day this episode is going live, so I'm recording this on the 20th of November. It's going live when you're listening to it today is the 30th of December. So happy new year. Um, I hope that 2024 is amazing for you. And I will definitely be back with lots more stories. I've got a lot of submissions to get through. If you have submitted your story, I will give it to you in the new year. Um yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful New Year's Eve tomorrow. And yeah, chat again soon. Bye.